All right, welcome to Joe Star All Stars, a podcast by four baby stand nerds. For all you baby stand nerds out there, as always, I'm Joey Foils. I'm Grant. I'm Tim. And I'm Victor. And today we're here to talk to you about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, Stardust Crusaders, Episode 20, Death 13 2. Part 2. <laughs> 13 2. 13 you know, 2, yeah. Lightning Returns. <laughs> Death <laughs> 26. <laughs> That's a bad joke. <laughs> We're all laughing at it, though. <laughs> Which is about par for the course. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Watch Along Podcast. Join us as we make incredibly bad jokes and just laugh at them for, like, I don't know, like an hour. It's great. It's great. Yeah. It is great. Yeah. So, yeah. My first note, which I really wanted to repeat all over and over again here, is just... Polnareff is a menace. <laughs> An absolute menace. He needs to be left in the desert where he will do no harm. How's your first note not like sad music box Jotaro theme? I mean, it's just the strength one, like the the one we get on the boat. Is it really? Yeah, it's good. The, it's the sad piano one. Yeah, it's the, the sad piano. Oh, we do get one later that's like Funhouse. Oh yeah, Star yeah, Platinum he's theme. Like standing like ten yards away, just staring up at the sky, drinking coffee. <laughs> He's reminiscing. It's been it's been four weeks since we left home. Miss my mom. How long did Holly have? What forty days? Yeah, uh, four weeks is twenty eight. So they got they're like two thirds over. Over yeah, halfway t- there, and they're practically to Egypt. Yeah, time's running out though. You know, yeah. I mean, they're somewhere in Saudi Arabia. That's pretty close. They just gotta gotta cross the Red Sea, and they'll be in Egypt. Yep, and then they just gotta find Dio. Oh, here's my note that says Polnareff is a drama-loving gossip bitch. I was wondering, yeah. I was wondering where it went. <laughs> yeah, because Jotaro immediately sits, like, he comes to sit back down, and Polnareff is immediately in his ear. God, he's doing the, like, worm tug thing. Jealous Jotaro. Kakyoin is losing it. You should leave him behind. He's, he's gone crazy. He's gone. Put him in a home. <laughs> like, he's like first he nearly kills us on the plane then he tries to strangle a baby <laughs> also I've forgotten what a stand is <laughs> <laughs> can you change my diaper Jotaro <laughs> god it's like they all forgot that stand users are a thing what, like, they do real. this literally <laughs> every episode I know, I know it's particularly egregious here because Polnareff is just like man there's no other explanation Kakyoin's gone violently crazy. Oh my god. <laughs> it, 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 meanwhile, Jotaro has actually seen this happen before. <laughs> Jotaro has seen Kakyoin, or supposedly Kakyoin, just chase a dude down with Hierophangreen. He's seen this twice. Put him in a backbreaker. He's like. Yellow Temperance mm. and the Flesh Bud. Like, this is this is not even close to new territory for them. <laughs> Polnareff doesn't even remember that he had a Flesh Bud. <laughs> Polnareff doesn't remember his own name half the time. Polnareff say his own name a lot, or else he forget, has happened before. Mundo say his own name a lot, or else he forget, has happened before. <laughs> My next note just says, no, Kuro still believes in Kakuin. And I don't remember what prompts the following one. No, not you too, Kuro. You're supposed to believe in Kakuin. I think, I think we're getting to that. Probably. Oh, not quite yet. 
Instead, we get to see Joseph and Polnareff talk about this baby food that Joseph is somehow <laughs> whipping together. Yeah, he's a... It, like, he has a fully stocked pantry out in the middle of the fucking desert. A real kitchen wizard here. It's a concoction of milk, eggs, bananas, and bread all stewed together. I'm like, where were you hiding this? <laughs> he's like, I just don't know. The supplies from the plane are fine. Why did you have all this? You don't go unprepared with a baby, Victor. Come on. I, I, I think um, it's just Hermit Purple. I... Let's just what? add this to the list of things it can what, do. What is generate manga panels of Polaroid? Tim, <laughs> look well, at his face in that rainbow well, it, It's exactly what happens in the anime. Polaroid <laughs> loses his fucking mind over the baby food and starts eating it. <laughs> this all. is really. <laughs> This is really cute to me. I really <laughs> like this. Polnareff is a fucking child. <laughs> oh, it's delicious. He just grabs the pot. The baby's like, how dare you eat my food? Yeah. God, I love how mad the baby is. <laughs> the baby's real mad about this. It's okay. The baby's I can't def- believe it. Baby's about to get a much madder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is, is suddenly a scorpion is here and it's about to fuck up this baby. All right, who who believes in themselves enough to think that they could kill a scorpion before it stabs you with a safety pin? <laughs> I, I I don't they don't know. Not I, me. It would take a star platinum to yeah. have that kind of speed and precision. This <laughs> this might not be a normal baby, guys. I think this might be a stand user. <laughs> well, hold on. He's only wait. What was it? Eleven, 11 months, months old. Six months that's, old. That's way too young to have a stand. The scorpion's probably the stand user. Oh, you got. Oh, well, then we're fine. But again, we're back to the vampire baby theory because not even a stand would allow this baby to do this. Yeah. So, so Polnareff is like watching as this baby <laughs> did this, and he's just staring at him, and he was almost convinced that he has, had actually gone crazy. But he's like, <gasps> Kakuin's looking at him. Yeah. Yeah. Cause, yeah. Uh, we get a God. we get a really good screen cap here that that I grabbed and I <laughs> oh, I yes. sent to all of y'all earlier. <laughs> Where is it? Fuck. Kakuhi with its it, like peering over the edge of this baby carrier, like the baby carrier is at his eye level instead of on the ground. So he must be like just a belly down. <laughs> They're just staring at each other, completely shocked, and, like they don't know what to fucking do at this point. God, and Kakuhi runs over. He's like, "Y'all saw that, right? The baby just like stabbed a scorpion. I knew it. It's the stand user, and, <laughs> and they should have had his back." Uh, they, why like, the fuck are you traveling with? these people cacoing joseph and paul are like there's no way like what are you are you fucking crazy (sighs) god they don't have three brain cells between the two of them like (laughs) all like everything joseph had has rotted away and polnareff never had any to begin with and jodoro's just too worried about his boy cacoing to really like you know maybe maybe we should be like meanwhile cock like Joseph just agrees with everything the first person who talks says. That's it. That's what he does. And it happens to be Polnareff over and over again. <laughs> like, Joseph does at least check the baby, but he's like, I don't see a scorpion. Kekyoin checks the baby carriage again, and now he's going full crazy man mode, where, like, you know everybody's going to turn on him. Yeah. He's like, but it was just here. <sighs> he's getting <sighs> gaslighted by his own party. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Uh, and, and look, and they do him dirty. Yeah, Joseph tells him off. Uh, Polnareff like turns his back. He on waggles him. a spoon at him like you're a 
you're wrong. You're going crazy, Kakuin. And it's just like, I fucking hate you, Polnareff. And, <sighs> and I think Jotaro is eventually going to come into this episode somewhere. Eh. No, not really. <laughs> he just kind of stares at him with, like, no real reaction. Baby stand. But he, he's worried. You can tell he's... So we get a good scene of here comes the airplane God. from fucking Joseph. I'm surprised the spoon doesn't crash. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> Baby wants none of that and for good reason. The spoon does crash though because Kakuin incomprehensibly knocks it the fuck out of Joseph's All right, so it. There it planes is. or plane zero, Joseph five. <laughs> smacks that spoon at full force too like the way he extends his arm to do it is real good it's like a sentai pose <laughs> and here my trump card look at my arm it says baby stand no <laughs> god and they're like oh look at him it finally so happened gone. oh my snapped. god oh my god Oh my god! The, the, oh my god here is so good. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> There's such emotion in it. Like, Joseph's voice actor was a treasure. Like, amazing. Uh, a plus acting. As the baby goes, ha ha ha, you're an idiot. You showed them that. Now they'll never believe you. Like, it, did, did they all immediately believe? Uh, Kakuin, did you carve that into your own arm? Yo, yes, there's a stand totally attacking us. What are you doing? I, mean, I don't understand why he didn't just say yes to that. I did it to remind myself that the baby is a stand user because the baby's a fucking <laughs> a stand, stand user. user. <laughs> God. If only we had had some sort of stand that could predict if this baby was a goddamn stand user or not. If only we had... Oh no, our stash of cameras that was in the fucking plane was the only thing that got destroyed. The bananas, eggs, milk, and bread made it out okay, but the cameras! The cameras! God damn it. God, he summons Hierophant Green to fucking kill the baby. As he well should. Yes. Kakuin is doing the thing that we keep saying they should do in every episode. And Polar a fucking cold cocks him and knocks him unconscious. What the fuck, Polar? <laughs> like, the one time Silver Chariot does anything is to knock Hierophant Green unconscious. God. <laughs> oh, I'm man. So, I'm so upset right now. We get, like, it's a good pose Kakuin does when he, like, his elbows up in the air, Hierophant Green comes out in, like, an Olympic diver pose and just Done. Got his silver chariot. Oh. And as and as he's following, he's like, I know, I know what I saw, Jotaro. Believe me. He was the stand user in our dreams, Polnareff. Something, something, Joseph. I don't remember what he says to Joseph. So he, he says, we can't fall asleep, Mister Joestar. God, but Polnareff looks so sad. It's no use. He's gone he's totally to... mad. He, has, <laughs> yeah. he says, the next line out of his mouth is, so Kakuin can't fight or travel with us anymore? Like, fighting was, like, this is some, like, kids battle anime <laughs> where fighting is what they what they care about. Like, it, like he's fucking Kid Goku or something. <laughs> do, do y'all think Polaref really understands what's going on? No! Like, no. <laughs> like, the more I think about it, you're right. He just thinks he's going on, like, a field trip. <laughs> like, 
<laughs> this is actually a real okay. sad situation the more I think about it. <laughs> he, doesn't know shit about, he doesn't know shit about Holly. He killed the man <laughs> who killed his sister. He has no motivation. He has no skin in the game anymore. He's like, riding high with irresponsibility. <laughs> he finished his revenge and just decided to tackle... Like, Look, he clearly doesn't believe Dio even exists. Yeah, sure, Grandpa, it's a vampire. <laughs> Can you put us up at another hotel? Buy us a, <laughs> <laughs> Buy us a car. Well, he, what a he, driver. He's a total himbo. <laughs> you know he's what? just like, yo, free vacation. He's a himbo and he's found a sugar daddy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, I thought he was rebounding hard. We all thought he was rebounding hard from Avdol. But really, it doesn't seem like he cares one bit. No, not even. No. He's, not even a little he's, bit. He's really lost his way since Avdol left. Yeah. Yeah. I miss Avdol. (laughs) I miss Avdol too. So (laughs) let me let me ask you the baby the baby is going to win now. The baby's like yeah that was your one chance. Now I'm gonna kill y'all when y'all go to sleep and it's just like you're gonna be you're gonna be alone in a desert, you <laughs> stupid bastard! Yeah, this is exactly hey, what I was thinking SOS. the whole time. I know. <laughs> so they they do mention that they were sending out an SOS on the radio that was still intact. Yeah, but how does the baby feed himself in the meantime? He's, they left the pudding out. Remember? And, you, you yeah. get He's just gonna go face first into the pudding bowl. No, like, he does. He we does see that. Him doing that. <laughs> like, like literally, like ten seconds later. I you can't like make as more, everybody though. wakes like goes to the bed in their sleeping bags and wake up in the dream like this baby is just chowing down on this baby food. He'll eat scorpions in the meantime. <laughs> I, I was really expecting a bunch of scorpions to come out and just like all right. The one thing I I'm sorry to I have to jump back to this. Kakuin uh-huh. was watching a scorpion try and attack this child that he wasn't he wasn't sure was a stand user. He sat there and was watching that happen. <laughs> he was happy to watch that child die to that scorpion. Builds character, I guess. Yeah, what doesn't kill the child will only make him stronger. Maybe <laughs> Kakuin's the only one with his eyes on the prize and doesn't <laughs> care about this baby because they have a mission. <laughs> I mean, I'm not sure. I, like, damn, the, it doesn't matter how many babies have to die. We're going to kill them. They Dio. were already in a plane crash. He suspects this baby is a stand user. Yeah, honestly, suspicion's probably good enough to get executed. <laughs> yeah. But, like, seriously, like, in most baby... situations, this baby should already be dead. <laughs> if the baby dies, they won't think I'm crazy anymore. <laughs> 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 So they all go to bed, and they wake up in sleeping bags in the amusement park. Because, of course, they do. Hey, do y'all want to see a baby spit out a fucking scorpion? Because it no. was in his mouth. Oh, no, it was bad enough yeah. in the anime. No, here show we me. Go. Yeah. Here we I want to see it. It was I, real wet. It was a it, wet scorpion. Oh, yeah. It slid <laughs> out like a... Sh- Why am I? I'm scared. Yeah, yum, yum, I tried, scorpion. I tried to send that on Twitter for some fucking reason. Oh, well, yeah, don't just, do that. I'll just open Twitter and... Um, no, I'm not no, doing that. No, don't yeah. do that. I, I oh, yeah, can't... that's a bad idea just in general. <laughs> I canceled that as soon as that happened, but here god. you go. Oh, god. This baby oh, looks no, so why? Oh, A Rocky. That doesn't look like... It looks like a Dragon Ball Z villain. Hey, you yes. remember strength? It's basically strength. This uh, is like <laughs> fucking E.T. <laughs> it, it, that is not 
anywhere even close to a human baby's face. Like, what the fuck is that? Grant, did you, I thought I didn't know. Yeah, Grant, was. did you draw this? <laughs> <laughs> well, I've only heard descriptions of babies. So. <laughs> Rocky really is an alien, isn't he? He's just—he's <laughs> like, what do babies look like? As he draws the baby of whatever species he is. As he as he fucking draws, you know, like a medieval drawing of a baby. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, he's drawing it like freaking Adonis's over here. <laughs> so and I was like, I don't know, in a fucking baby, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> All right. we're, we're lucky the baby isn't jacked, honestly. <laughs> a beef baby, even. <laughs> Beefier baby. <laughs> <laughs> Did y'all eat a beef baby yet? No. No. I, we, we'll do that next time. I get we never out. agreed to what a beef baby actually is. Well, you gotta get that spray cheese first. <laughs> I'm gonna kill you if you make me eat spray cheese. <laughs> anyway. It's traditional. What's with this R&B <laughs> album cover of Polnareff you posted to? <laughs> I, I like it. It's New, like it. <laughs> new Way Polnareff. Yeah. Bubblegum Polnareff. It's, it's, like like, it. it's he's the, posed exactly like an R&B album cover. I just, it, it, it is. It's, it's the yeah. only redeeeming thing about Polnareff this episode. <laughs> I would listen to Polnareff's R&B album. It would be atrocious. It would be but I would listen to it. Uh, we actually have that in real life. It, oh, no. Yeah, Polnareff was a, a music reference, remember? No. Yeah. No, we've never heard of that before. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that yeah, never but, happened. But did he do R&B? No. Kind of? A little bit? Really? Not really? really, not like, not R&B as you know it, but like somewhat sort of R&B influenced stuff. So what you're saying is we need R&B remixes of that French <laughs> songwriter. What? Love what me, please love me. <laughs> no, I'm talking about fucking music. <laughs> you know. Every time I close my eyes, <laughs> <laughs> I wake up feeling, feeling so horny. <laughs> Get you out of my... Oh. All right, so- so that was like the the greatest surprise. <laughs> like I was so pleasantly surprised with that ending theme song. Oh, uh, I, I I don't know whether I'm happier or or sadder that you guys spoiled it for me, but I love that song. I've always loved that song. <laughs> uh, I mean, JoJo spoilers are hard to keep under wraps in general. Yeah. Oh yeah, like yeah, I'm gonna... the the, inter- the internet is absolutely not interested in keeping it spoiler free. You know how hard it has been for me to not watch the torture dance. I mean, there's um, not really spoilers in that. No, but I mean, it's just like I want to experience that fresh when it comes up, and like it's great. And you know, what? we legitimately do work pretty hard to keep spoilers from you. I hope you'll appreciate that, Victor. We do. Oh, have yeah, like a... I, I can't wait to see this genie you guys have spoiled like four times because I saw <laughs> that in the next on at yeah, the end of the episode. There's no such thing as genies, <laughs> Victor. God damn it! But like, we've got a separate chat that we'll send memes to each other in, yep. but we don't include you in because we don't oh, want. Yeah. We don't want to spoil things for you. We, we uh, wanna... I know, and I, I thank you for it. I thought it was because we didn't like Victor. Wait, what? <laughs> Never mind. So they wake up in the amusement park. <laughs> and Polnareff remembers it. And he's like, no, we're in a dream. And I love that Joseph has the same fucking reaction where he's like, oh, it's just a dream. I'm going to go back over here. Like, <laughs> Polnareff, no, don't do that. I did that last I time. Did, I did that. <laughs> You're not allowed to have the same reaction as me. Life for life is the same fucking reaction. It's finally the two brain cells left in his head finally collide. <laughs> he has some clarity. 
God like, damn Polar it. Polar is legitimately, like, we get some good images of his face. Like, these two episodes, I think, are gorgeously animated in general, drawn and sketched super well. And it oh, the adds... colors really pop. Like, it looks <sighs> great. It, it Everything feels great. God. I, I love um the way... Polnareff's hair grows to like 20 times its <laughs> yeah. size. He goes full gone, Hunter Hunter there. Joseph's like, what's wrong with your hair? <laughs> and his hair just like shoots up straight vertically, like 20 feet, and then fans out and like kind of ties to everything around him and just kind of like incapacitates him. We get some good hair bondage, yeah. 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 That's a very specific fetish. Uh, yeah, but it's hot as hell. So, and we get a very generic fetish with uh, Jotaro as his chain wraps around his neck. <laughs> it's neck. Yep, it's, it's old... an oldie but a goodie. Yeah, yeah. Auto... Right look, you knew that chain had to choke somebody sooner or later, right? Yeah, it was inevitable. Yeah, it and really. Joseph's was. hand grew three sizes that day. <laughs> yep, <laughs> which is the most you obscure mean, fetish. It's because yep. he masturbates too much. I'm not sure that's one of the you know. <laughs> See the so I don't know the ever long music video by the Foo Fighters is actually a JoJo reference because there's a scene at the end where his hand grows like massively and he uses it to fight people. So it's this is a dream and Joseph's hand grows massively. Look, another JoJo reference. You made it. You're perfect <laughs> in every way, all the way down. <laughs> it's just, oh God, I, what are we doing I, for a music reference this episode, Joey? I don't actually remember. Hey, we're well. You know what? Let, yeah, let's get to it right now, Victor. Yeah, uh, so we're at the commercial enough, bumper here. There isn't a specific one we want to go over this episode, so let's slot in Walk Like an Egyptian. Ooh, yeah. Ooh, let's bangles. talk about Walk Like an Egyptian. I'm excited. Yeah. Welcome back to JoJo's Bizarre Western Music Reference, where we play anything that Araki will name a character after. I'm Victor, and I'm here to talk to you about the ending for Stardust Crusaders Season 1, Walk Like an Egyptian by the Bangles. Stardust Crusaders takes place in the 1980s and chronicles a road trip to Egypt, so what better ending could there have been than a song that references ancient Egypt and was Billboard's top single of 1987? The all-girl pop rock band behind the song was originally The Colors, then The Bangs, and finally The Bangles. The band was formed in Los Angeles in 1981, and it consisted of guitarist Susanna Hoffs, guitarist Vicky Peterson, drummer Debbie Peterson, and bassist Annette Zielinskis. They released their first EP in 1982, but amid record label trouble, Zielinskis left the band the next year. Her replacement was Michael Steele, who was a founding member of The Runaways. The four women released their debut album All Over the Place in 1984. Though the album reviewed well and gained them some good exposure, it didn't chart highly and it produced no singles of note. What it did do, though, is get them a job as the opening act for Cyndi Lauper and attract the attention of Prince, who approached the band with a couple of songs he had written and wanted to offer them. One of those songs became the lead single off their second album, Different Light. Just another man. Monday. 
Manic Monday was a smash hit, going all the way to number two on the Billboard Hot 100 in April of 1986. It catapulted the Bangles into the limelight, and though their next single, If She Knew What She Wants, didn't do as well, the one after that... A minor music producer named Liam Sternberg was on a ferry one day when he saw people walking awkwardly with their arms out to maintain their balance. He wrote Walk Like an Egyptian afterward, and in 1984 he started shopping a demo of it around to various artists. Eventually it ended up in the hands of David Kahn, who was producing Different Light, and the Bangles agreed to record it. Walk Like an Egyptian was released in late 1986, and the result was, as I said before, the best-selling single of 1987. It was supported by heavy rotation on MTV, with its iconic video showing various laypeople of New York City doing the Egyptian arm walk between shots of the band performing the song. There's also some, well, truly awful special effects to make it look like Princess Diana, Muammar Gaddafi, and the Statue of Liberty are also doing the dance. But the whole thing was a sensation. You combine a dance that anybody can do, even while drunk, with one of the catchiest songs this side of the Nile, and you get to have the top song of the year. Unfortunately for the Bangles, however, not everything about this was good. Cracks were forming between the band members for a number of reasons. Perhaps chief among them was that Susanna Hoffs was being called the lead singer of the band by the media, despite the fact that all four members sang lead throughout their albums. This is partially because the record label massively preferred the songs where Hoffs sang lead to be released as singles. Then Hoff starred in a movie directed by her mother, and that went poorly, and the dissonance between the band members grew. And even if we're just talking about Walk Like an Egyptian, Debbie Peterson was very unhappy with the fact that not only did she not get to sing lead on the song when all three other women did, but they used a drum machine instead of having her actually play. So, though the Bangles had a successful follow-up album with 1988's Everything, the band couldn't continue, and they split up shortly afterward. Susanna Hoffs tried a solo career, which never went anywhere, and the other members moved on to other projects with varying degrees of success. The band eventually got back together in 1998 and released their fourth album in 2003. Since then, Michael Steele has departed the band, and founding member Annette Zelinskis has actually come back into the fold. There was another album in 2011, and they've been continuing to perform live in the years since. I bet they're still performing Walk Like an Egyptian. Victor, look around. Leaves are brown, and Kakuin's hair is a hazy shade of winter. Is it really? I don't remember what color it is. It turns pure white in his, like, parlor scene, and it's so fucking good.
it looks really wonderful. Like, it, oh yes, oh yeah, I remember the, this now. Yeah, palette swap cockyoing here is gorgeous. Oh yes, this is like what you always like the alternate costume you always choose in Smash Brothers. Yes, that's Hell exactly yeah. what it is. <laughs> uh, but it looks before really we get good. to that, we yeah, get to a little ahead. The other three chuckleheads uh, trying to use their stands. Fulner uh, goes, you can't use your stand, it's in a dream. And then Jotaro goes, stop flattering him. And it comes out anyway, and you're like, oh, this is going to be a really short episode. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, this sounds about right. Did it get you for a moment? Did you think Star Platinum was just able to do this? No, I didn't actually. Aww. Aww. I was ready to believe no, it. Like, I, yeah, I understood yeah, that this Platinum. is a Kakuin episode. Ah. <sighs> I mean, when Polnareff gets an episode, Jotaro still punches the guy to death. <laughs> <laughs> and I when mean, Joseph gets an episode, he still punches the guy to death. So. <laughs> Your first tip-off should have been that Star Platinum is looking a little unhinged. Yeah. <laughs> and he does try to attack, but it does not work at all. Just yeah. turns around, punch rushes Jotaro, and then pulls out a frying pan. And just smashes itself in the face. It's like, ah! Repeatedly. It's That's so good. Tunes. I love this. So I do have a question for y'all. Is Thomas the Tank Engine a JoJo reference? Tim, again, yep. there is literally nothing you can put for before is a JoJo reference that I will not say yes to. Is the moon landing a JoJo reference? Yeah, sure. It's like Cars nothing go pretty far. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. It, when he puts it that when he frying pans his face really hard, it becomes very, very Thomas the Tank Engine kind of looking. Yeah, and like it that does. square. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, it's bad. It's stupid looking, and I love it. Yep. So Death Gladly or King. All, all of God. these two episodes are garbage up until this point. Are you kidding? I, I'm, I'm actually on board for every uh, second been, of these episodes. I've been here for all of it so far. God. Y'all's pain tolerance is much higher than mine. I, I actually yeah. think this is pretty good. Like, it's creepy. It's fun. Characters like our... Like, yes, they're being... Polnareff is a fucking moron. But he's always a fucking moron. And here, like, it builds tension. And it lets Kakuin really go ham at the end. And I'm all for it. Like... look. Tim, I'm I'm on the record right now as saying that I have shit taste in anime. <laughs> so like, <laughs> I I I've consistently watched really bad anime over the years. I and mean, enjoyed it. So like, how many Gundam series have you watched? <laughs> when are we starting that camper podcast, Grant? <laughs> yeah, I'm just gonna start my my uh, fan service trash anime podcast. Oh, uh, you were gonna start with Keijo. Yeah, what are you, what are you talking? No, we, we started with Jojo. Yeah, we Star already started. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Tim. Thank you. <laughs> God, this is my stealth pilot. <laughs> <laughs> Two, like five years and three hundred episodes, stealth pilot. <laughs> Dear God. Anyway, the stand user can't help himself and begins explaining everything as before he kills everybody. <laughs> it gives another incomprehensible stand explanation. <laughs> in you the fools! You only a stand can hurt another stand, and you didn't bring yours into the dream. Now, if you had your stand out before you went to sleep, then it would have been. And fine. as soon as he says this, <laughs> I, like this is good. No, you get like the like t- it gives you the ten seconds so you can stew in it before because <laughs> you're like, wait a minute. 
<laughs> Kakuin had a standout stand when he was. Yep, they make a big point of showing you that's the case. Like you, do, it doesn't seem out of place at the time, but when Polnareff knocks him out earlier, they, they slow mo everything and they make sure you know that Hierophant Green is still out as Kakuin falls to the ground. This is shockingly competent for Araki. He planned three pages in advance. I know, I'm so right? proud. I'm so proud. He's learning. It's so good. We're just going to unlearn it. I know. (laughs) I mean, over and over again. Like, can we really appreciate how well, like, he sticks the landing on this one, though? Like, Like, he he sets it up ahead of time. He, like, really makes everybody, like, like, turn against Kakyoin like he's going crazy. And all that works really well. And they knock out Kakyoin, which happens to be the, like, final thing that actually... Like makes it so that they can win this episode. Like it, it all seamlessly works together, and I am very impressed that he pulled this off. I, astonished, even I. <laughs> I'm astonished. I wholly disagree. It really it pulls everybody in like into acting in such stupid ways that I don't think they would act in, even though I've seen things that <laughs> that directly counter that argument in my head. <laughs> Like this, and I understand I, why... I, I, yeah, go ahead. No, go for it. I understand why y'all are so like, yeah, this is great. And I'm just like, no, this is dumb. I hate this. This is a dumb way to set up this episode. But they so consistently act like idiots all the time. So that's our baseline. Like, this dude. isn't any even out of character for Polnareff, unfortunately. <laughs> like, no. This works for me just as well as the Steely Dan B-Town does. Because it's all set up and it like I, I'm with Grant. It works together. They're dumbasses. Like it only works if they're idiots. But so do like the, the, the Steely Dan episode. <laughs> the, 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 the whole horse Jake Isle episodes. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and we get like Kakuin gets a moment like this and it's him no one else could have done this none of the other crusaders could have like defeated this enemy I like to imagine that Jotaro would like give himself back massages with star platinum and falls asleep while he's doing it and just wakes up and he's got star platinum there <laughs> I'm surprised that Joseph just doesn't have Hermit Purple like zip up his sleeping bag for him. And yeah, <laughs> yeah, something like that. Polnareff has Silver Chariot read him bedtime stories. Thank you. That was yep. <laughs> nailed it. No, 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 no. Read the other one, Silver Chariot. <laughs> you know, I'm pretty sure like. Uh, Joseph used Hermit Purple all the time before uh, the Speedwagon Foundation uh, discovered that uh, Stan Dementia was a thing. He was eating away and at then, his brain. And so, so now he doesn't use it for anything unless he has to. He's like, I can't let them know my Stan does things. Then they'll make me use it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, okay, we get a, the very good villain speech. And then Hierophant Green comes up from behind. and like He's like, oh, mm-hmm. it's just another fake. Nope. Lally ho. <laughs> like cockyoing going lally ho is just. Mwah, it's so <laughs> it's good. good. It's so good. <laughs> that is actually a great payoff to him just forcing the lally ho on us the whole time. It's, I, 100%. I'm back in it. I'm ready. This is uh, coming back to me. And we As look over and Kakuin's in the teacups, turns around like in the chair, and he's got that <laughs> fly silver hair and the black outfit. Yeah. And he's just sitting so confidently. Because <laughs> he knows. So he made it in with Hierophant Green. He's like, oh, 
oh, this is going to be great. <laughs> yes. I'm going I'm to kill this baby. <laughs> and he is strangling the fuck out of Death 13. God, the way he's got his hand on his chin. <laughs> oh. oh. In Hierophant Green, we really get to just look at him this whole time. And this this stand is designed by a lunatic. For real. <laughs> and, like, you are not going to like Crazy Diamond's design. <laughs> it's very Hierophant Green, only it's a lot of hearts. <laughs> uh, and we get a nice line from Kakyoin saying, I don't care that you're a baby, I'll snap your neck. <laughs> I'm like, holy shit, my dude. God, Jesus Christ. Now it's time for your punishment, baby. Baby. <laughs> and the rest of them run over, they're like, oh, actually, our bad, Kakyoin. And Polnareff gives the line, I thought you might have become weak-minded. Coming from fucking Polnareff. I, yeah. I feel like that's a translation error. I think what he meant to say was, I think you might have gone soft in the head. From fucking Polar. <laughs> it doesn't make it better. Yeah. But it would have made more sense. <laughs> I, I think it might be a, a translator uh, thing, because mine says, uh, I thought you might have lost your mind. Also yeah. from Polnareff. <laughs> yeah, well... <laughs> oh, but this is where we get like the just really satisfied Jotaro look. Yes, it's not, uh, yeah, it's he's not smiling. a... smiling... Well, it's not a real smile, but it's... Yeah. He's smizing. Smizing. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Explain what smizing like, is real quick. You can tell that, like, he's going to fuck you later. A smize is a smile with only the eyes, Tim. Uh, yes. Okay. As yes. made. Uh, who popularized it? Project Runway, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm the only one here who doesn't watch Project Runway. <laughs> I, I just figured it out from context clues. It was a Jackbox question that we all got wrong. Oh, that's right. <laughs> that's sure right. That's... It was like a it was a like uh, Fibbage question. Something like that. I knew that one, though. Yeah. Anyway, you're totally right. Jotaro's like, oh, yeah, I'm totally going to fuck Kakuin later. I'm so <laughs> proud of him. Yeah, it's like, oh, that's, that's the Kakuin I know and love. Yeah, choke that baby. God. Kakuin's <laughs> eyes are red in this palette swap. It's so good. It really he looks, is. He looks albino, kind of. A little bit. But Death 13 doesn't still has some tricks up his sleeve and pulls no. out. Hold on. What? Kakuin made the mistake of praising Polnareff. Oh, oh no. Yeah. Now we get the Polnareff feeling. So fucking smug right now, oh. and I hate it. He's like, like, you see him in the real world in his sleeping bag, just smiling and laughing. <laughs> God, God, he I couldn't have it. done it without me. Oh. God, it was clearly Polnareff throwing him a pity bone, because without Polnareff, that baby would be dead right now, and everyone would be better off. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> God. God, it's just Polnareff just giggling to himself in his sleep. Oh, I hate <laughs> the it. The baby chokes <laughs> in the foreground. <laughs> uh, so the baby pulls his trump card here and it, turns the clouds into a hand. It uses mage hand, yeah. Grabs the scythe. <laughs> yeah. And then chops Hermit, uh, Hierophant Green in half, along with his, her. along with his own stand, at Death Thirteen. Dun dun dun! Oh, impossible! Magada! Magada! <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> turns out I'm just a tort like I'm just shoulders and an arm <laughs> and Kekuing like deserves a fucking Oscar it's for this so performance oh he like God. really commits to the bit he sells it <laughs> he like he goes down and and meanwhile Death 13 and this baby are explaining like oh you idiots uh, the Death 13 is really just some arms and a head <laughs> ah, there's nothing under this you idiots Ugh. in the manga he has a little smoke break to celebrate what oh, the fuck <laughs> smoking baby smoking baby is he is he like Steely Dan and he just root through Jotaro's pockets? I think so. God, That's what God, I like. God, I hope so. <laughs> I hate this. Baby. What? Are you, what are you talking about? Jotaro doesn't smoke. Oh, you're right. <laughs> My bad. This baby though. Oh, Pakakuin stands back up. Just kidding, dumbass. <laughs> I learned a few tricks from the lovers, idiot. <laughs> as he just. Pours Hierophant Green into Death 13's ears. Oh, God, no, I don't like it. Yeah. Oh, I really don't like the clown face with Hierophant Green peeking out from inside. Oh, the no, table. it's... Uh, no, he's a this. friend. It's our good friend. Also, I call, like, 100% bullshit on Kakui's explanation here, because, like I just posted... You clearly see the site bisect Hierophant Green. He is still in... <laughs> Hector, we've been over this. It was just Brain Mush clone. That wasn't really Hierophant Green. Oh. Look, they're in a dream, so he was able to just imagine it, and it, it just kind of worked. You know what? That's sure. probably true. I love yeah. when his arms just explode into water with a tentacle coming out. Like, <laughs> the, this animation on, on Hierophant Green, like, Turning into string is really upsetting in a good way. Wait, string? No, I figured it out. It's rope magic. Oh! He cut a part that didn't matter. (laughs) Yeah, you got it. (laughs) The hierophant that doesn't, the hierophant green that doesn't matter. Perfect! (sighs) So he beats Death 13 and threatens them. He's like, all right, I need you to fix this thing on my arm. You can do that. It's a dream, right? And... He does. Priorities, I guess. Well, no, because <laughs> then we cut to everyone waking up, and Kakyuin's made a nice breakfast for everyone. <laughs> and, he, like, Ka- this this entire section of Kakyuin just fucking with them is Hell. so good, because mm, they deserve it so much. <laughs> <laughs> it is They'll delicious. never be the wiser. <laughs> Makes them a nice breakfast bowl. It's like, wait, didn't you go crazy? What are you talking about, Paul and the Ref? Yeah, you're all... <laughs> Wait, his arm's stuck. <laughs> like, when he does it back to Paul and the Ref, is God, so good. Like, his 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 uh, shirt sleeves are purposefully rolled up, so it <laughs> yep. shows, shows yes. where it used to be. I'm surprised the baby's still alive, and he didn't go the mountain on him and just throw him against a wall. <laughs> Sorry, baby died mysteriously <laughs> while you all slept. Yeah. Like, no, in- instead he's like making food for the baby he's like oh he ch- like i gotta change his diaper and they're like uh what's going on what's going on i thought i remembered last night properly but i guess we got into the booze section that survived that aircraft <laughs> air crash <laughs> baby didn't wake us up in the middle of the night to cry and poop like it takes a while for Polnareff to even remember this? Like, they all get up, they wash up, and then he's like, wait a minute, Kakyuin's crazy! And he runs over to him. (laughs) This is the most important thing in his life. God, Kakyuin makes him a full breakfast with, like, pancakes and stuff. (laughs) Survived the crash as well. Oh, yeah. And, uh, real quick, guys, 
Why isn't yeah. the baby dead just from what Hierophant Green did to Death 13? <laughs> like, because when Hierophant Green is strangling Death 13, the baby is getting strangled. So when Hierophant 13 just stand invades the other stand, <laughs> shouldn't that, like, cause severe internal bleeding or something? No, the baby's head is so big there's plenty of room in there. Oh, oh. Mm-hmm. You also just made Hierophant Green tiny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we, we've got explanations for everything. Stando. Power. Power. Stando. Don't worry about it. I, I'm mostly concerned about this amazing power play that Kakirin does to this baby. Yes. Because he, he, he removes the baby's diaper. It's just sitting there. Like, he's all in the open. And he's just talking to this baby. He's like, hey. I remember everything. <laughs> and listen, because you're a baby, I'm not going to kill you. Wrong, but wrong. Never, <laughs> never do this again. Because I will fucking murder you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. And then he scoops up a little bit of the baby poo, puts it in the baby food, yep. and stirs it in. <laughs> As it turns just a slightly <laughs> different shade. Oh, it's slightly more brown. And Joseph comes over. Time to feed the baby. So, how surprised were you guys that it wasn't Polnareff coming over to eat the food? That, okay, that's I had this written down. This episode needed to end with Polnareff eating the baby food again. And I, I, I was so surprised it didn't happen. Like it is canon to me in my head that this happened off screen because they set it up. They set it up so perfectly. What are y'all talking about? It. What are y'all talking about? <laughs> <laughs> the Kakuin already shitting the eggs. <laughs> Fuck you, Pulner. Yeah, yeah, you thought he mixed the flour with water for those pancakes. No, no. <laughs> no, no well, no. not Cuteros. He definitely didn't do that. No, 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 no. no. Jo- Jotaro's is fine. Like, I, I'm so upset that, like, Pondorf doesn't eat this baby food because he, he's like, hey, Joseph, like, you can't just force feed him. Like, then he'll then he'll never like it. And and he walks towards it. I'm like, oh, is he going to do it? And then he's like, no, coochie, 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 coochie. And starts tickling the show. This oh, baby. there's so many coochie coos here. Coochie, 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 Until the baby eats this <laughs> terrible, terrible food. Uh, uh, eat shit, baby. Eat <laughs> shit, baby. Eat shit and bark at the moon. And like we get like a final cut on Kakyo and looking at the camera like jajang, badum. I think we all have different like translations. <laughs> it's essentially badum. Yeah. Yes. So the final scene is them all riding a speedboat nowhere near where they just <laughs> were. Sure. And like, How did they the... continue out of the desert? Did somebody pick them the, up? Like, they had did a, a giant ship appear out of nowhere? Yeah. Look, look nothing happened. Don't worry about it. Don't worry. So they're the, on this boat. The dune buggy like, survived the, the Red Sea. The plane crash. So they, they, they found transport across the desert somehow. They got a boat. They're trying to cross the Red Sea into Egypt. But wait. We're not going the right direction, GG. It's like, oh, well, we have an important stop to make along the way. I had my reasons for not telling you this before. But we have to go to see someone on that island. 
Dun, dun, dun. And part okay. of me really hopes it's uh, another Hell Pillar climb. Hell yeah. <laughs> Lisa, <laughs> Lisa. I, I want to know what you, th- like, what do you think's on this island, Victor? Well, I saw the next on, so it's a genie. <laughs> <laughs> no, you'll finally know. <laughs> it's not the part of this podcast we make obscure jokes and then laugh at you because you don't know what we're talking about oh man i've got now you'll know i've got know. I, i've got some audio clips i'm gonna pull, pull from previously just to make you mad victor <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna play during the recording session and you're gonna be like <laughs> god, god i'm so it. excited uh, so how'd you like I'm the so episode ready. victor uh it was it was good. It was weirdly paced at certain points. Like the episode ends well before it ends. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Kakuin absolutely should have killed this baby. Like one hundred percent should have just buried this baby alive or some shit. Uh, but it, like it, the the way the fight ends is perfect. Like it, this is a good poetic justice anime fight. Mm-hmm. All right, Tim, make your case again. Why is this the worst episode you've ever seen? <laughs> I don't think it's the worst episode I've ever seen. I think I remember you saying that. I mean, it's bad. I don't. I don't <laughs> like it. I don't like the. I don't like that the antagonist is a super smart baby. <laughs> really? I, th- I think that's a dumb. I think that's a dumb way to do it. <laughs> I. I don't like that it's death thirteen. I. And, God. I the, love the, all the, of these things. I, 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 let's see. What. What the fuck else do I hate? Uh, <laughs> Polnareff? Jake, I, I, do, I, I do hate Polnareff. I do hate Joseph this episode. Uh-huh. Jotaro wasn't in the goddamn episode. <laughs> Francis, is there anything you don't hate? Don't hate this. I don't hate this. <laughs> the, the episode set up the baby in, like immediately at the beginning mm-hmm. like like uh, of the last episode. So I was like, okay, I just gotta accept that this is a genius baby, and that I can enjoy this episode. <laughs> they, and I did. The, they went way over the top with the disgusting bits, with like the eyeballs and the dead dog. Oh no, that was perfect. No, it's great. No, it's, it's like bad. a bad. It's, it's a Nightmare bad. on Elm Street episode. It's supposed to be horror. It's spooky. Yeah, and they didn't even it's give me. It's supposed to spook They didn't even spooky give me a drunken milk at the end that gets grabbed through a window. <laughs> <laughs> oh right, yes. Yeah. That's how that movie ends. That's how that movie ends. <laughs> no, that movie ends with him getting in a car and driving away and the car turns out to be Freddy Krueger, which I did feel was very like in tune with this episode. <laughs> the it does end with a drunken MILF getting pulled through a window yeah. that she obviously shouldn't fit through. Yep. <laughs> well, I I love these episodes. I, like they, I I remember enjoying them the first where I'm uh, oh, uh, the first time through. And then did not disappoint. I hate that we never figure out why the baby has pointy teeth. It's a vampire. <laughs> it it's obviously a vampire. It was out in the middle of the goddamn day. There is Daywalker baby. No re- Wait, Tim, how do you know it was day? It could have just been a stand in the sky. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, would the sun be able to beat Dio? Ooh, I don't think so. Oh. I don't think that's real sunlight. Why not? It works like a real sunlight. It do- doesn't have the right wavelengths. Doesn't have the UV light. Doesn't have the ripples. It does have laser beams, though. I feel like that should be, you know. Yeah, but so does Dio, and I don't think he'd be fooled by the mirror because he wouldn't reflect in it. <gasps> Wait, no, that would make it more effective. Why weren't they reflected in this mirror? <laughs> it was angled wrong, Joey. <laughs> the entire time? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Do you not know how angles work? Oh, you're right. I guess I don't. Gotta hit them angles. 
so yeah, I think like I honestly think this is the best like two parter in Stardust One, like the best stand fight. That that's my opinion. Of I don't know. I really like Steely Dan. Steely Dan's very good. I like this it's better. So good. I just like Kakuin. I think. It's I don't know. I really like the uh, the Jake Isle fight. Really? I mean, that we did get some good Kakuin there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, actually, the best stand fight is Magician's Red versus Silver Chariot. <laughs> That's actually one of the better ones. Yeah. 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 All right. So, thank you all for watching. Where can we find everyone? Well, you can find me on Twitter at Los Grantalones. That's Los underscore Grantalones. You can find hey. me, Tim, at Big Blue Zam One. Ah, wait, Big Blue Zam. Jeez. Where I'll be posting terrible ba- babies eating shit because they're well, bastards. Why did you? Why did you even bother changing your name? Because <laughs> I could. I didn't want the one. I didn't want the one at the beginning. <laughs> it's already your brand, though. Now. It's not. It's your Brando. God, there needs to be a like <laughs> Brando power. The fact that screen name availability has shaped online identity and. St- stupid ways like yeah. oh yeah there are just a lot of people with their date tacked on to, like it, it's so dumb why can't like there's a better way to do this why was my aol email from like 1997 <laughs> still using this old hotmail account that i made when i was 13 years old <sighs> Oh, nope, that uh, one's not available. Let's add more numbers to the end. <laughs> I like okay. Well, I this is the wrong time to do it, but like it just brings up uh like recently I was started playing Dauntless and it's crossplay between all platforms. It's like all all console platforms and PC. Yeah, and I am like finally realizing like I hadn't played an online game in a long time. All those jokes about people's gamer tags. Are a hundred percent true. Yes, like exactly. I see the X, the XX, whatever. The four twenties are everywhere. Sixty nine, like you no know, swag vest. That's been true since like two thousand four. I I remember that being a thing, and I and then I hadn't played an online game in so long, and then I was like, okay, this is all just like this is all a joke, right? No. And then I come back to it, and I'm like, oh, this is all still happening, like. Oh, God. No, that's why that joke oh, in, in Endgame is so good, where the the rock dude the is playing an online game. Yeah, like, it, because it's 100% true. Like, yeah. there's a lot yeah. of Shadow Sasuke 420s out there. <laughs> like, I'm just like... Shout out to Shadow Sasuke 420. <laughs> <laughs> You're on our podcast now forever, bitch. <laughs> anyway, you can God. find me on Twitter at... <laughs> TF Waffle Man. TF Waffle Man 420XX. <laughs> Super Shadow Shaman. Slayer 420. Bushida Blade or. Uh, <laughs> you can hey, tweet hey, at the hey, podcast. That, that's my screen name. Bushida Blade Aura. <laughs> you can tweet at the podcast at Joestar All Stars. Find us anywhere you find your podcast iTunes, Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, whatever other weird podcatchers there are out there, uh, joestarallstars.fireside.fm is our site. And you know, if you want to send us any hate mail or any other type of electronic mail, send it to joestarallstars at gmail.com. Tell a friend, share, like, subscribe, five stars, whatever. You know the deal. Uh, yeah. Grant gets to read hate mail this week. I'm so excited. Yeah! Oh, no, yeah! Fuck joke. you! <laughs> 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 look it's been me a few weeks in a row 
internally it's been me a few weeks in a row have because you even I'm... checked the inbox yes all the time it's connected to my phone it's connected oh, really? to mine too <laughs> oh okay I just need to start, like, getting everyone's hopes up by sending emails. No! <laughs> you check it. I would be okay with that. Oh, man. Oh, sorry. I need to go sign up for a Shadow Sasuke 420 account to email you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Joke's on you. I'm already going to Twitter. God Joke. damn it. Are you going to beat me there? Just Joke's on you. Races? It's already taken on both of those platforms. No. What the fuck are you no. guys thinking? Oh, yeah, you're absolutely right. What am I doing? <laughs> just at them. At Shadow Sasuke 420. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, thank you all. This has been Joe Star All Star signing out for all of you baby standards out there. Say goodbye, JoJo. Goodbye, JoJo. It is delicious. <laughs>